Man, welcome to Sports and Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max, Live 365, iHeartRadio, all that you already know. We're, we're joined by Canada's own. I learned a lot about your history and being in Germany and everything. We're, we're going to dive all right into it today. But, man, I, how's it going, man? Welcome to the show. How's your day going? You ready for this EP to drop officially, June 30th? Yeah. Yeah, thanks, man. I'm doing great. Uh, day was great, too. I just came back from a practice with my DJ John Deck, and I'm, yeah, really ready for the EP to drop on the 30th. Yeah, this is going to be up in the bright lights. Metro Metro, that was the the highlight performance for you. You had one mic check. You had a 30-minute set, but I heard that everything went well there. Yeah, to be honest, like, I think my nervousness just translated into extra energy. And I just, like, blast off on stage like a bum, literally. I just had so much energy, and I was able to carry the crowd. So we just had a wonderful time. Absolutely. Du duality, like the Gemini. Dive deeper into this title and why you wanted to name your EP this. So the reason I wanted to call this Duality Life of a Gemini is because I've always felt it was like this duality about me musically. Like sometimes I would like come up with a song like Exquisite, for example, which is like super like it's more pop. It's about just being lost in the present moment and dancing under the sun. Songs like Thank You Life as well. But I also had like this other side, which I was mostly known for, which is just like raw hip-hop like nobody no, nobody can fuck with me i do what i want at all time and i just run my business and stuff and i feel like like those two sides was kind of like inevitable because if i was like only doing one side i was not doing the other so i was like fuck it i'll do an ep and just like combine both and just then after that i've opened the door to just like i can do anything no you can you're, you're very versatile and that explains duality right there but my fate was the one that really stuck out to me because it reminded me a lot of g unit and then when i dove deeper into who you want to work with, 50 Cent is one of those ones. That's a big person that you want to work with. Yeah, I mean, 50 Cent is amazing. Always has the melody in the pocket. It's super easy for him. It sounds easy. It's, it, it's just, it's so tight. Everything's perfect. The vocals fits right. The lyrics are good. I mean, it's 50 Cent. So, yeah, I think it would be a banger. Yeah, 50 Cent, Russ, Logic, those the other two. What's something about Russ yes. that apply to your own grind? Because Russ is big on independence. Yeah, well, I've been following uh, Russ, like, for, like, a while. Like, I used to be working delivery jobs full-time, and I would listen to Russ, and I would be like, yeah, this independent shit's going to work. Like, I'm going to quit my job. It's going to happen. And finally, I did it. Delivering then water. I was, yeah, I was delivering water, and before that, I was delivering shawarmas and pizzas. So I did a whole lot of deliveries because it would allow me to write my songs when I was, like, working, working you know? So I think it was the perfect combo for me and then yes i mean i was listening to russ a lot because i think he made it big independently he did have a label deal for quite a little bit but quite a while i mean but like after that he went back and i think it's the key if you're able to do it independently i mean you gotta make you gotta break you're gonna break the bank basically if you're able to blow up independently how to feel to go gold feels good now i want to go platinum yeah <laughs> <laughs> and actually this uh this Run My Shit Song Who Went Gold is about to go platinum by the end of the year for sure because it's really close now. Yeah, that record took off. And you wrote that while you were still doing the deliveries. Yeah, correct. I actually wrote the whole song while delivering this song. Yeah. Incredible, man. And I love learning about your past and your history because I did read about you had an experience, you know, growing up with Tourette's and that it decreased once you hit puberty. So your yeah. story is definitely very rare out there and you were able to overcome what you had to go through and now it, you're a testament of it yeah exactly because like i felt like 
when I was a kid, it was pretty intense. The Tourette, like some people had it more intense than I did, but like it was still to the point where someone needed to come in front of the class and explain my condition because I was making some weird sounds and ticks that the whole class could hear. And then, so I kind of like grew up with the mentality that it was going to be harder for me, you know, like you always have to take more time and stuff like that. And I also had ADD, like yeah, attention deficit disorder. So then my subconscious was just not programmed the right way. And then once I hit a puberty and that went away, it was still, it was still the same because even though I didn't have Tourette, I would still think it was going to be harder for me until I just started to get into those like books and manifestation and like reprogramming your own subconscious and just like shaping your own vision. And I kind of realized that I was bad at school because I was believing I was bad at school. So So then when I arrived at college, I was better at college than I was in high school just because I had brainwashed myself that I was good at it. And then I was actually at, at, after that, I was good at school. I was, I started a university in economics, but I dropped it because I was doing beats in my dorm and I wanted to pursue music. So, but yeah, it's just like, if you believe and you truly believe it and you brainwash yourself to the core that it, like you authentically believe it, it's, you just got to manifest it at some point. No, you do. It, it, you believe in the law of attraction. So when did you start to put everything together and what you knew before the success, before the gold records, because I know you were always experiencing you banging the pans in your parents' kitchen and learning about you making your own beats at first. So before the success really came, how did you know with the law of attraction that this was the path that you were going to be heading on and having a career in, in music? Because you're not just so, pop, you can do pop as well, the duality of it. Yeah, well, to be honest, when I first started, I didn't even know because when I first got into the law of attraction stuff, I first started by doing meditations to find my higher purpose. So I just like do guided meditation because I didn't know what I wanted to do with life. And then that was after high school before college. Right. So then I woke up one morning and I just recorded a rap song. I had never wrote a rap song in my life. I just like downloaded a beat on Uground. It was like a website with some beat portals I've opened up garage band, which is like a basic app that comes with a Mac. And I just, it was, it was pretty intuitive. So I was able to just like put the song in there and just record. And I would just like, da, 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 I would spit a line, listen to it, then spit another line, listen to it. And I made like a song like that. I would never think that it was going to be like my job or anything. And then I just sent it to a homie. And then my homie sent it to another homie. And then the homies were bumping it in their car. And they were like, dude, you got to make some more. Then I was like, what? Okay. Like, I guess. And then for like, Eight years, I still didn't know this was going to be my main thing. For about five years, I meant. Five years after that, I still did some rap, but I was studying business in college because I thought I was going to... I always had this desire of like being financially free. So I was like, okay, I'll go and do like some stock trading because I had this picture in my mind of me on a yacht just like chilling. And I was like, I could like trade stocks if I hang on a yacht. But then what happened is that the music got more and more important. And when I was student, studying economics in the university to become the stock trader guy and stuff, I was just like, the, the calling was too high because I, I was right before I started university, we went in the West and then we took a trip out West with my friends. And then the music, just like, I felt like it was a calling. So that was just like, fuck it. I dropped, I dropped this and then I'm going all in in the music. So then I, after that, I did like a couple of years of like jobs and deliveries and stuff like that because I had dropped university and then now I'm able to make a living out of it. So it was just like, in my mind, it was like, I need to do it. Like when I quit university to decide that it was going to be it, it was no turning back. Like I had to make it. And now I think it's, we're just getting started. No, you definitely are. And it's really amazing to see just all the work you've done and, and the hip hop that inspires you because 
Nas, AZ, Big L, those are some of my favorite rappers. And that's the rap that I prefer. I know today in the States, people are all bamboozled about the new trap sound. They really don't respect the the older guys. And I, I appreciate that you have an appreciation for them. But your friend schooled you on those rappers that I mentioned earlier. They were the one, there was a friend that was playing you all these records in the car, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing, man. Because like after when I started making rap, I was listening to Juicy J and stuff and like, even though prior to that, I like I knew hip hop because I was a b-boy and I had a b-boy coach who's like explained us about all the culture, about the hip hop and all his homies from the Bronx also came by to create this like, dance competition that they and they came from the United States to Canada. And then I went there and then I met some people and then he was really, really like like educating us on the whole like hip hop culture. And I always loved it, but I'd never seen myself as like a rapper back then. I was just a b-boy. So then when I was, when I started making rap music, it was not so hip hop. It was just like I was making the, the vocals on top of the beats I had. And then friends of mine showed me like Notorious Big, uh, Biggie Small Pack and everything because I was used to break beats, instrumentals with no rappers because we were so young that they could not put the lyrics because there was too much, too many, cur- too much curses, you know what I'm saying? So, and then. I just like I fell in love with it because I it was I felt natural to me because probably I was dance I've been dancing for years on some breakbeats and then it just it just like I felt like it, it was just more refined like the rhyme structure and the old school beats like the tonalities the sampling it's, it's just like I felt one with it. Mm-hmm. No, it, 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 you could tell it, it comes across in your music that you're just a student of the game and you have an appreciation for the legends and. I wish that a lot of the newer artists did because I know there's this whole thing going viral on Twitter today. I, there's a newer artist saying that, that he goes by the name of Doughboy. He said that future is better than Tupac. And I saw that and I can't agree with that. I don't think <laughs> Blasphemous statement. I'm not even going to speak on that. <laughs> Come on. That's clown behavior right there. I mean, Please. Have you thought about coming out to the States? Because I think you could have, we need more waves of guys like you, you know, that are lyrical. We got the guys out here, but I feel as though if you come here, you could have an impact as well. Yeah. You know, the thing is that the States is like a big, big, big market as well. And to get a visa there, it's more like it's harder and stuff like that. So I was thinking we're actually going to do a Europe tour this in September. I'm thinking of building Europe a little bit. I feel like it's uh, less of a saturated market. Like as much as I want to go to the States, because that's where I believe when everything blows up, it blows up. Like I've yet to found enough places where it was concentrated in the same city. So like it's a big country for me. Like when I look at my stats online, especially on Spotify, but it's spread out all across the States. As we're in Europe, it was like more in precise areas so I could go there to tour. So after that, I would say the States most definitely because I see traction online and I felt like I've just tapped in to the potential market with my music because I've been on big playlists and like obviously Run My Shit did really, really well. And I was like, can you imagine if it was distributed in the United States also? I think it would have done even better. There's First, there's 10, 000, there's 10 times more people. And second of all, it's where this style of music comes from. Yeah. So I think it's just natural. It's going to be in the next step. Mm-hmm. And when you see artists that have come from Canada and around there, when we look at Drake, Tory Lanez, Belly, yeah. Belly actually dropped a, a fire album with Mumble Rap too, and that's, that's important for hip hop now. You, you, that's that's sticking up to the lyricists. Well, that's one thing that I think uh, Belly does a lot. He keeps the hip hop roots, 
So yeah. even though he's evolving with the music and stuff, you still see some hip hop roots more than a lot of other artists. I mean, you see it in artists like J. Cole and you see it in artists like uh, like uh, Russ and Kendrick. But like Belly is one of those which you still see that he, he, he keeps his roots. I'm a big fan of Drake, honestly. I personally prefer what he used to do before. I'm not a trap fan. So when the beat goes like all the time, it's like, I don't know. It's personally not with... What the, drives me the most, but like, I mean, Drake's made some bangers, and I've been bumping these for years. So he's got anthems. Yeah. So he's old school Drake when he was really rapping, and he was on his R and B tip. Because I did hear that. Yeah, you you haven't heard a, a hip hop album where you can't skip anything. You usually skip on all your albums, and I was really trying to go back and do my research and think just in my mind of what I heard. I think Illmatic doesn't have any skips, and for Drake, I think his album "Thank Me Later" doesn't have any skips. Okay, that's interesting. I think a, a, a song with uh, album with no skips is "Get Rich or Die Trying." Get Rich or Die. Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah, that's an iconic. That's entry. like bangers after bangers. So I, I love her beat stuff. So Nas, I really, really love Nas, but I'm not a fan of all of his songs because I'm not a big fan of like um, of when it's only lyrical. It needs to be musical, and so there's some Nas songs that I prefer from from other than that song you know and when you come to notorious big it's pretty much everything has like a like a the big banks yeah especially the production from puff daddy and the guy premier he was working with so yeah yes. you know what you're getting with that it, top two rapper of all time it's either hammer pock back and forth we, we always go there with that but big l is someone that interests me the most Ooh, about yes. because he's so underground and i always say that because yes. you have radio hosts out in the states who work at Not 97 that say that he wasn't a legend and all this other stuff. But when people say that, like such as yourself, you be what Big L can touch an artist in Canada or someone that just lives there, that's he that's legendary to me. So this is your friend that put you on the Big L, or did you discover him yourself? It's actually a friend who put me on a Big L, and then I discovered the other songs from Big L. And I just like I really, 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 really like the way that Big L's like write his rhyme schemes, his rhyme patterns and his syllables and the way that it knocks and the delivery to me, it's a big inspiration, honestly. And I, I kind of like, I think it's like, yeah, it's, it's a perfect model for rhyme patterns. And I think that AZ also has a really, really, really strong rhyme patterns. So he's more smoother, smooth like butter, but Big L is like, he snaps. So like, I'm trying to take all these rappers and then, combine them into one which is mind flip sometimes i love the notorious big big punches but i love how big l snaps and i love the smoothness of az i also love the melody of nate dog so i try to combine everything all together to make the best song possible yeah nate dog he doesn't get brought up enough with g funk that he was in a yes. song, but big l absolutely lifestyles of the poor and dangerous the big picture do or die az so people people don't go past jay-z so they don't know who az is I'm not the biggest Jay Z fans, man. I say it all the time, and it's not it's it's nothing against like uh, what he talks about or his delivery. It's just about the rhyme patterns because I used to be well prior to me rapping and prior to my friends showing me Nas and the hip hop rhyme scheme and stuff. I used to love Jay Z and the the songs he made with the Linkin Park and stuff because he has a phenomenal vocal presence and he just like I love what he talks about. It's just when it comes to the rhyme patterns. You got so much more to learn from artists like Big L and Notorious Big and stuff. So I just like, as a, as a student of the hip hop, 
to become the best MC possible, I needed to go where the greatest rhyme schemes were at. No, I agree. And if you're a real hip hop head, which you are, and I consider myself to be, Jay Z's a little bit overhyped when they say that he's the greatest of all time. Great artist. I don't, because there's a difference between overrated and overhyped. A little overhyped. I think people overhype him too much because everything he's accomplished and the empire he's built. But music side of things, you can learn more from Biggie and Nas and Big L 100%. But you also had an attraction with Pop Smoke's music because you like the energy that he brought on his beats. Yeah, well, Pop Smoke has a little had a little bit of that 50 New York energy, which I really love. And it, it was refreshing to me because, I mean, like, the newer raps, the newer rappers, I think they all sound pretty much alike. It's as, like, they don't sound the same, but it's there's a lot of similarities. And then, like, he came with something that had more of a 50-cent feel to it, which we hadn't, hear, we hadn't heard for, like, 15 years. So, to me, it was refreshing. And I really loved it. Yeah. Yeah. No, Pop Smoke, he, he's definitely a trendsetter out there with the drill and everyone copied his movement. And he's going to live on because the, the music is still playing on the clubs and still having an impact on, on radio. But out of the newer generation artists, you, you can see how he was different. Well, the UK drill sounds really different than American Trapped, actually. So when I speak about a lot of things sound similar, it's less about the drill. Because drill, I think, is really like it's showcasing real rap. So I fuck with drill. 100%. It's just, I don't see myself rapping on a drill beat. I just doesn't think it match what I have to say. No, it, I drill, think it's supposed to that, That's what my opinion was when drill came out because trap, it, it's so oversaturated. I mean, it's been going on for years now. Everyone uses it. When drill came out, I, I appreciated it so much because it was finally something different. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I used to love trap, old school trap, like the Tree Six Mafia and the Noto. Okay, and, yeah, with uh, J, yeah. And the Blue Dream and Lean Mixtape from Juicy J. I mean, that's that's a banger at the gym. Wow, like you just that's classic trap. I love trap like that, like for Memphis stuff. But like the newer trap, like the it's just I don't know. It doesn't talk to me as much. No, it doesn't really to me either. And it, you're starting to see the change out here a little bit, yeah, as much as in the states, but. You know, it, it, it's growing. But I want to I want to talk about this statement that you had because you're you're someone that believes in the journey rather than the the destination point. Now, does there come a point because you, you're you're very talented? You got you got the gold record already. You already went gold. You're trying to go platinum. You formed a Metro Metro. Does there come a point where you say to yourself, "All right, I'm enjoying this journey, but can we get to that destination already? Because I'm so talented and we've seen what I can be capable of." Does it come? Do you ever think of that? Yeah, well, I visualize it every day, man. Every morning and every night in the shower, I just close my eyes and I imagine, like, the the vision, you know, and I'm going there. So that's, like, I, I really love the journey because it's just so nice. But obviously, I'm thinking about the next move all the time and I'm just visualizing and feeling like I'm surrounding by the answer. So, like, I visualize something. Like, I see, like, that. I see my, my dream house, my car, which is... I see dream house now, but I really just think it's my house, to be honest with you. Like I stand in my mind and it's just, it's my place. And it's just like, I'm going to think with it at some point in my life. And it's just like, I'm making all, then the journey is amazing, obviously, because I'm doing what I love. But yes, this destination is like, once I get there, I'm, I believe I'm going to start visualizing, visualizing some other stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. I wanted to touch on this track with Rise Up because homie switch on you real quick and you've said in the past that your friends are a major inspiration. So yeah. 
are, are these friends still your friends now that you have the gold records and the success? Oh yeah, a hundred percent. They snake you. I a hundred like a hundred percent. My friends are fire. My friends are super dope. It's just I I wrote it because I've seen that it's some others ecosystem of friend. It's not everyone that has this ecosystem of people that has pure intention around them, and it seems like as much as you want to believe people, you also gotta like. You, you, you also got to be cautious sometimes, you know, when someone arrives at you too quickly or you haven't known them for too long, you know, you have to be cautious. And it's like, I think it's important for people to not to be too naive about this, especially in the music industry. I mean, like there's countless things you can do and just sign there here and sign there for like, just because you think you're going to get to the other level. And it's like, people are not going to be as transparent as they look as you think they are. Like, they won't come at you and tell you everything. Like they're going to wait for you to dig and to be like, Oh, maybe that's not really good for me. Maybe this agreement is not in my favorite. So like, I like, I root for transparent uh, for, for transparency as much as possible. But like, unfortunately it's not like that with everyone. So I just think it's, it's better not to be naive and to be able to understand the game and to watch yourself. No, you definitely have to watch your back cut all the people off that as soon as you feel that something's wrong, you got to cut them off it, 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 with these friends. You can count them on one hand or, or you actually have, cause it's rare because that's most people I know. We only have friends on one hand. Uh, I'd say maybe I'd start to use the second hand just a little bit, just but again, bit. I haven't made it to the point where it's like, where, at the same time, my friends have always been with me, you know, it's like even when I was doing delivery jobs. So at this point, I know they're not there for what's coming. So that they're there because they like me. And is the money going to change the thing? If people are going to get jealous with the money and stuff, maybe I'll lose one or two people. But a lot of my homies, I mean, they're doing mad business and they're getting, getting great money for themselves, you know. So I think they're just going to be like, they're just going to match the same vision as I have, but on their end of their business, you know, it's like, so yeah, I'm really not stressed about that. And here in your, your other interviews, cause I heard that you have a girlfriend and she's been with you throughout the, the down times and stuff. So this relates back to 50 cent when his 21 question song, would you yeah. love burgers at Burger King? So there you yeah, go. Well, <laughs> actually, that's crazy. Cause I actually asked Rosalie, who is my, my girlfriend, uh, when I was still delivering water, I was like, you know, and blah, blah. And then she would, when I was kind of like on a semi down, my downs are never really longer than like 30 minutes. And after that, I catch a high. So I never have like a down period because I'm so like positive about stuff, you know? And she was like, you know, my love, like you could deliver water, water your whole life and I would still love you. And that took so much pressure off of me. And then a couple months after that, I, I didn't need to work anymore because a song blew up went gold not yeah that, that, that's just a that's a miracle right there because most people they're trying to get their breaks when they're working these jobs and you hit the lotto right there not too many people get to do that it's usually longer you're in your 40s and 50s yeah it's it's tough so that, that congratulations on you and getting out thank there you much earlier now because not because now you have a clearer path yeah and i feel like i want to like especially that I've worked with some pop producers and some hip hop producer, like the, the, the homie who did my fade is someone different than the one who did thank you life and exquisite. But the guy who did thank you life and exquisite, my pop stuff introduced me to the guy who did my fade. 
who also did me like a Keichonada type beat that was going to come out later this summer. So then I'm like, okay, what am I going to do now? I know someone that has like those old school sound texture. I know someone was able to do like a crazy sound structure like pop. I'm going to mix them both in a room. And I'm actually going with them on a small retreat next week to produce some music. And then I think that's what I'm going to have the most fun now with. I'm going to mix producers together to build like a new sound. And I'm super excited about that. I think that's going to really drive the drive the whole thing. No, and I, I look forward to hearing about this this journey that you go on with them. And something I have to commend you about is the schedule that you set for your life. Because Mondays, you that's your songwriting days. Tuesdays, you got your content creating days. So when did you start to develop the schedule? Because if you have a balance of work and life, you can't go wrong. Yeah, exactly. Well, when I first quit my job and was doing music, I felt like I was on high school vacation, summer vacation for a whole year. Because I was like, I don't need to work anymore. I just go for a bike ride, write some music, smoke some weed, chill under the sun. And that's kind of what I did. And it worked well. But when I started working with my Omar, with Omar, my manager, Omar, and then I realized like, oh my God, I could be doing so many more things. And we established strategies and then the show started rolling in and then more interviews and everything. So I needed to have this schedule. And now actually lately I've been doing so much stuff because I was finishing the EP that I kind of had to let that schedule aside and just write music when I could write music. And because I, I had to do, 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 do. But then oh, uh, hopefully I'm going to go back to the schedule. But yeah. Yeah, no, the, the schedule is important in the game, but you've also not only maintained to do music. I heard that you did an independent film. You want to do more movies here, which is really interesting. T t tell me about this independent film that you were in, what the role was, what the plot was. Oh, uh, so I was not in an independent film. Actually, I think uh, someone might have uh, misled you on the information. What happened is that I got a sync. My song was in the film. Oh, your song was in the film. Okay. Yeah, I, I did not play in there. Yeah. Yeah, but I love to come up with ideas for my music videos and stuff like that as well. So I love to be really, really uh, a part of the music videos uh, creation because my homie is the director. Mm -hmm. And especially the upcoming video for Never Let You Down is going to come come out on the June 30th. So yeah, I brainstormed some ideas with him when we thought about the 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 story and the, 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 the storyline. And then I've let him uh, do the directing. But yeah, I love to be part of the vision when it comes to the visual 100%. If there's a major franchise out there, when we look at iconic movies that are still producing to this day, I think they've made 80 Fast and Furious at this point. What's a franchise that you would love to see your song featured in that you can visualize it? Because you're a person that believes in the law of attraction. You visualize everything. So what's a big time movie you hear? Your well, it's funny you tell me that because the other day I was like, I showed my song over to a friend of mine, which is the last song on my EP. And he was like, yo, I see that at the end of a Spider-Man movie. Okay. I was like, what? It's like, I'm telling you, it's going to be at the end of Spider-Man. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, because it's uplifting. And like, but honestly, I, um, I think a Fast and the Furious is always awesome for a hip hop song for sure. But like, they've done so many moves, so much movies, man. So actually I haven't visualized anything regarding things yet. Maybe I should. Yeah. Maybe I should. No, yeah. I, I think you should, but, but Torn's doing well, because I know you got the EP released on June 30th, but this is going to be the lead up to the album. So now that we get the EP underway June 30th, what are, what's going to be the rollout for the album? So I think I'm going to maybe do even another EP before I do an album. Okay. I'll see. Uh, maybe just another project. My other project, I think, is going to be way more hip hop. So I'm going to have some songs that are going to be a little bit more funk, like uh, More Money, More Problem for Notorious Big type thing. I want some Amazing. other songs that hit you more in the feels, like 
lose yourself or uh or um or 5 a.m from logic you know and then maybe some other stuff that is more like lean back from uh terror squad and stuff like that like early 2000s so i'll do some hip-hop mix with those like three different type of vibes and then after that and i'll release some single in between that as well but i think after that then maybe i'll do my album and i think i have like a concept for an album and i'm really i don't want to put it out there now because it's i don't want anyone to steal my idea but it's that's really nice, man. Yeah, I know the thieves are always watching. But I, I want you to declare, because you have a hip-hop purist ear, man. What is the difference, you think, between 90s hip-hop and the early 2000s? Because they're both special time periods. After 2005, it basically went downhill. But w- what is the well, difference? Because we we love the early 2000s hip-hop as well. But it's still not the same as that gritty, mafioso rap of the 90s. That was because the 90s was, like, super, super simple. So, like... The, when the 2000s arrived, there was a lot of synthesizer and digital synthesizer and like so many different sound. But like, and the the emphasis were on the hip hop, like was more on the lyrics and less on the on the on the on the catchiness of the song. And the beat was like fierce and it was like super hip hop and more repetitive. But in the early 2000s, you saw like they they started making hip hop for the radio a little bit more, you know. So that so the difference was it had more musicality. And that's kind of what I loved about it because it was not too far from hip hop that it lost all the hip hop roots, but it was still pop enough that it had some variation and had some musicality. It had more harmonies, like from a musician type of uh, ears, it was more satisfying. So, but on the other end, it was less raw than the nineties was, but I think it was like a great, I think it was a great mix because now we're so far from all of that. But I think, so it's completely different, you know? So, yeah. well, we're I think it's Mars like, our, what, uh, go, go ahead. We're on Mars now in music. That we're f- way far away from that. Yeah, but like, if you look at the Jack Arlo, Jack Arlo's latest album, there's a lot of sampling. You're so that's the that. old school element. But it's it's more of like, oh yeah, yeah I'm saying, saying stuff on a beat, kind of like Drake does a little bit. It's not like, it doesn't have that hip hop who's like, cheer. You know, you know how like a b-boy stance makes you feel out of old school hip hop. It goes, it has that like funk flex energy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like, like, but this other one, it's more like a preppy, like a vibing hip hop, like staying cool, rapping on the beat. And first, pers- I think it's dope. But personally, what I love is when it has that, bah! that like, that hip hop thing, like that. The, the thing has it a lot. What? The KRS One energy. Yeah, or just like the the it, as if you have a katana and you like like you're cutting the beat with rhymes like it, that's what I love about hip hop and I felt like if you look at the the Terror Squad song uh, Lean Back the way that like uh, the way that uh, why do I have a, a blank in my head I have his I have his face in my head that way that Fat Joe raps you know he he still has that hip hop energy. But the beat is so like catchy and dancey that you can still put it in the club. I think it was just like it was a perfect mix. And Hate It or Love It was also a perfect mix from Fifty Cent in the game. You know, the beat was like upbeat and stuff, but it had that it still had that hip hop energy with that the uh, the tramp samples that they took from that rubber band song. And it's just like yeah, that beat's amazing. Yeah, I think I love the the hybrids. Oh yeah. yeah. No, it, it, it's big time and it just 
what you're doing, you, you're bringing that, but also the duality with the pop music and learn about you being around your friends, playing the guitar. And you, and you actually learned to play the guitar as well. Yeah, when I first started, but I do not play the, the guitar on that uh, EP though, because mm -hmm. I used to play guitar before, like, but now I just like, I focus on rapping and stuff. Strictly yeah. MC right now. And you got your name Mind Flip from your friends too. They say you should call yourself Mind Flip. Yeah, yeah. I was doing flips all the time because I was like a parkour guy and like a breakdance guy. So like I would flip, I could do like flips on the walls, like running backflip and stuff. And then I was also at a time when like I was getting into the love attraction and I was like, no, 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 your life doesn't happen to you. You make your life. Like why live by default? If you can live by design, you need to live inside out instead of believing by what you see out there, you believing within and then you make it happen. So it's like mind flip, it's flip your perspective. I would just all go together so well. I was like, yeah. I'll go with that name. Yeah, no, it, it, it works. Have you thought about getting a documentary on your backstory for your fans? Have you thought about putting one together so people could see your life story in its entirety this far? I think I'm going to wait until uh, I'm, I'm like a, a bigger artist. You know, when I like make some platinum records in the United States or some gold records in the United States, you know, something that is bigger, you know, I'll wait maybe until I get 10 times bigger. 10, 10 times bigger and it can happen quick like i've seen it like when i was delivering water like i did 10 time increase in a year you know so it just takes one big record who brings you out there and then i think then uh yeah i think i have a lot more to accomplish before i do this yeah no and you're gonna get there man because we've seen with running shit is done for your career and just the things that you have going forward here with duality you got the upcoming ep june 30th okay so when you move to the states you're so inspired by New York hip hop. Is that where you're going? You're gonna. You think you'd relocate to New York? I love New York, but I also love like. I think I would live more in California than I would live in New York if I have to live in the states because I could snowboard up the hills and I could also surf, in that same day, which is completely crazy. And but New York is close, and like I don't know if what they make in the music they're making in New York is close to my music anymore. I think that the California. I have my vibe is a little bit more like vibey like California, you know, because of the, my West Coast styles. I love to also bridge both New York and West Coast. Yeah, no, you do. That's what I said before with, with my face song. Yeah, yeah, because my face is more like uh, yeah, my vibes for sure. Yeah, yeah, but I, that's what I thought was amazing when I heard going back to Cali from Notorious Big. It was like a bridge because it was that like Brooklyn style on a West Coast beat, and I think it's just. So tight because it's just the, the combination is perfect. Like having like some old school New York flows on some West Coast beat is certified banger. So I'm obviously looking all the time for those beats, those like West Coast beats on which you can have like a NY flow. Yeah. So the NY flow, Los Angeles style. That's you uh, all right. Yes. 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 A hundred percent. And also... My, that's like what I really love. Yeah, I love that. And I sometimes I do something that's more, more, um, more west. Something I'm, I do something that's more east. If you look at my song, it's not on the EP, but it's called Fly. Fly is like a boom bap beat, but a lot of people told told me it had it gave them a West Coast feel. But I come with some East Coast flows on it. Yeah, you know. So I really, really love to mix. But and I think. Everywhere we go is also that. It's a West Coast beat, but it's an East Coast flow.
So I'd love to do more of these tracks for sure. You get you get two in one right there. And you mentioned the snowboard and skateboard, and you also have a sports bike. So how much does DMX serve as an inspiration when you look at what he's doing on the with the riders uh, and little, you know what I'm talking about? The, the yeah, eight, yeah, eight. I know. Well, I've always seen DMX more as like someone I bring to the party because of his turned up song. And but yeah, obviously he did the Rough Riders anthem, but like um I don't know, I just love bikes. I love to go fast, man. I just love to go fast. I'm gonna go fast and faster all the time. I tuned the bike so it goes faster and it was already too fast though. And I wanted to go faster, so yeah. I don't know when that's gonna stop, honestly. I don't think it will <laughs> ever will. <laughs> you gotta be careful on those things too. Once you control that thing, oh boy. Yeah, no, but life is meant to be lived, you know. I'm so happy when I when I go max risk on these, so Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but who are some people you're looking at to work with in Canada that you're tapped in right now in in the near future? Because uh, before we get, we already know who the major artists are. But is there people out in Canada that you're looking to tap in with? I would love, I would love to work with Classify, but he also told me about producing a song for me, so I'd be I'd be happy just hopping on one of his beats as well. Uh, as far as Canada, like I wanted to make a song with Mercury's and he did the remix of my song "Run My Shit." So, so, and I'm looking forward to making another song with Merc. Uh, I already did the song with Evil Ebenezer. Um, I'm thinking, like, damn. Obviously, Drake, but everyone knows yeah, Drake. He's a Canadian artist. But, like, the the artist I think would be the best fit for me right now is not in Canada, and it's Russ. Because Russ also has that versatility of going to the other sides. And, like, I just think, like, I would understand him like in a different way. I think if we would met, we would just like get on some crazy vibe and make some like dope ass music. He doesn't know it yet, but we're going to meet up and we're going to make some fire music. Your collaboration with Lavia, describe, visualize this to me right now. Are you going to be bo doing both a duality with pop and rap? Because I think we, I think we would go like super hip hop. I think I would bring him on a, a West Coast beat with some East Coast flow. That's what I would do. That's what I would do. Because I know he's good at these things. And it would just be funny because I look like a younger logic, like physically. So people would be like, yo, it looks like it's you and your younger self rapping because of the way I look. So it would just be a funny video, you know? You know what's insane for me listening to your music and then watching all the the press that you've done is that how different you sound when you talk compared to your music. It's almost when you look yeah. at an actor from the UK who starts acting and needs to talk like he's from the United States. It's just, it's crazy. That's because my first language is French. Yeah. So I've learned I've learned a lot of my English through rap music. So like I lose my accent when I start rapping and I felt like it would be too much to like rap, to talk the way I rap because then I would be like in a song and I'd be talking with flows all the time. And then I'd like, it's just what it's to me, like in, in English, this is my second language. It's like a new communication medium. It's like it, when I communicate right now, it's almost as if I translated my mind. But like when I get on a on a track, to me, it's not just me talking over a track. It's another medium of communication, and the music inspires me. When there's music in the background, I I start speaking differently. If you look at my interlude, and on my EP, you'll see I speak on my interlude a little bit more similar to when I rap because I flow over the music when I speak, even though I'm not rhyming. I just, I get the music does something to me. I don't know, man. It's just like, it, it blends me with it. And then I just like, it happens. Yeah. No, you could tell. 
but as you mentioned before, just with the whole language barrier, you were out in Germany. You went, you were out in Nova Scotia too. So you've been, you've been to a lot of places throughout your time, but talk to me being on the military base because your father was in the military. Yeah. So exactly. Father military, my mom was a nurse and I was actually, um, I was born in Nova Scotia in Halifax, but I left there when I was two years old. Yeah. So I didn't have time to pick up English. But then I learned it through like music, Xbox Live and all those things. And then when I moved to Germany, I used to hang out uh, with a lot of uh, uh, Americans because some, uh, some kids were there because their parents were American soldiers, right? So I would hang out with them as much as I would hang out with some German friends. But then so I would speak more English. So that was good for my English because at the time, yeah, we were there because my dad was, uh, he got posted. He was working for NATO. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a wild ride, and you've been all over the place. As far as these awards go, because you, you, I think you're going to win things and get all these big nominations. How close to we are to a Juno nomination? I really don't know, man. To be honest, like I let my manager does do those things. To be honest, it's like to me, what's like what I. It's a jury that decides about the music. There, I don't even know these people, so I don't even know if like. I can trust their judgment. I don't know who they are. So, like, do do they really know hip-hop? And, like, what do they know about non-hip-hop stuff and stuff? So, like, I don't know who is it going to be. So, I'm not really, like, attached to it. Those prizes doesn't really mean anything for me. Me, it's like, did you make styles or did you impact people's life? Mm. That's that's how I think you measure success with music. You impact people's life, you make styles. The, the, the other things, the awards and stuff, that's a small group of people deciding for the masses. I don't really mind that. No, that's the, that's how much you relate because you you truly are a hip hop purist. Because when we look at Eminem when he says, "I don't give a damn about a Grammy." Usually, when you come from that, what you do yeah. as a lyricist, you don't care about that. Yeah, no, and it's true, man. I really don't give a damn. Yeah. To be honest, I think <laughs> the only damn I'd give is because I'd make my parents proud. Oh, you won a Grammy! Just like when you see people like, I heard your song on the radio. Yeah, but you heard my song like. People are like, see this as a success to hear your song on the radio, but I see it as more as a success to have more streaming people that plays your song on demand than people listening to your song while they didn't even choose to listen to your song because it was just aired on the radio. So, but it depends on the, it depends on the people, you know, some people for them, it's a big win. I, I, I'm really happy to be on the radio too, you know, like, I think it's, it's great, but like, yeah, it's awards and stuff like that to me. Yeah, I, really I heard with, with running shit that you didn't like it at first when you put it out. You were critical of it. Yeah, run my shit is like a record where you like, you know, I've, I've wrote the, the hook one time and then I've tried to write it another time. And then I was like, OK, man, I'm just tired of hearing this song at this point. Like, I'm just going to put it out there. I don't know what people are going to think of it because the beat is like so intense and fierce and stuff. And it's just like, but I loved it so much when I first did it and then. When I put it out, it had nothing was going on, and then at some point, it just like it started getting it started getting traction and traction and traction, and it just blew up. It, it took off 100k views in a couple of days. Yeah, it was blowing. It, it blew you up. Yeah, sometimes like there's a day it did like sixty thousand stream in one day. So I was like, that's pretty good, and that was on Spotify only. Yeah, so that doesn't even include Apple and all the other Pandora, all that other stuff. YouTube, it doesn't even include that. No, so I was really happy I did not sell my masters on this one, you know, because I can make a living without doing any shows. So that's nice. 
No, no, it's big time. And, and, and speaking about masters and all that, you do have a distribution deal. Yes. So I love I love the way Believe work, you know, because they kind of like you lend them your masters and they do the distribution for you. But you after the deal is done, you can decide to go back and having 100 percent of them of, of your masters. It's not like something you sign to perpetuity and it's like a small percentage as well. It's not like you give them half of what you do or more than half, you know. So I think it was a great thing. And they they've been able to pitch me to some great playlists. And then it literally changed my life because, I mean, though, like run my shit went crazy on the playlist. Yeah. Gold you said it's going to go platinum soon here. My yeah, team. by the end of the year, for sure, with the way it's running right now, because we're really, really close. I think we need like, uh, like under two million streams in Canada for sure. Like, some about one point three million streams in Canada to be able to to go platinum with it. I'm missing about that. Oh, my flip! You're going to be taking over here. I'm telling you, especially when you start really torn and getting out there and getting all these opportunities because people are going to see the vision and hear the music. Big things are on the way. My flip. Is there anything else you want to let? Your fans know that we didn't talk about here today. I mean, we talked about everything, man. It just I, you're pretty straightforward, and I love that. I mean, your questions are like they they're, they're really to the point, and it shows that you know your hip hop. And I really enjoyed that that interview. So, I mean, we covered everything. Just yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Stay awesome, bro. <laughs> no, I appreciate you, Mike. Look, everything that you're doing for hip hop, duality, life of a Gemini. June thirtieth, go get it. If you if you yes, love it, you're about the hip hop roots. My flip is the one that's really representing right now, especially out in Canada. Uh, go download it, most of all. Buy it and download it, then stream it. You want to really support the artist, especially if he puts all of his blood, sweat, and tears and, and cares about the culture and the craft of hip-hop. That's most important. Appreciate it, bro. Appreciate it. You already know, man. And let them know where they can follow you on Instagram, Twitter, all your platforms. We want to get them plugged in. You just can't just type in MindFlip. You, you should be able to see it everywhere. Like my IG is Simon.MindFlip. But if you type MindFlip, it's going to come out. And YouTube, MindFlip is going to come out. Just MindFlip, M-I-N-D-F-L-I-P. Super easy. There you go. And you can find them right there. MindFlip, thanks again, man. Love to have you back on the show whenever you want to drop that up other EP that you have on the way before the album. If you want to reconnect. For sure. Welcome on. And, and thank you, Chantilly, for setting this up and getting us connected. Thank you. Of course. Appreciate it, man. Yep. Peace out. Peace.